my name is Sierra Hutton, and this is my podcast. Today, I have two lovely guests that I've known for about 10 years. Heather, why don't you introduce yourself? My name is Heather Hines. I work at the Lakewood Playhouse in Lakewood, Washington. And as of July of 2020, I am an interim co-managing artistic director. I'm uh, James Venturini, also at Lakewood Playhouse in Lakewood, Washington, and also a co-managing artistic director uh, since July of 2020. Awesome. How has this pandemic affected Lakewood Playhouse? That's a big question. (laughs) Well, um, it shut us down in the middle of production last year. Mm -hmm. And we've been uh, running as fast as we can ever since, trying to uh, stay uh, afloat and viable because I felt that shutting our doors completely would result in having to start over from scratch if the Playhouse was going to survive. It's an 83-year-old institution. So uh, we've been trying very hard to keep it open. Uh, Specifically, the pandemic has caused us to lose over $200,000 in earned income, which we've had to make up with unearned income, that is donations and uh, grants, uh, loans, etc. We've laid off half of our staff, half the other half of us are working half time. So it's been a real interesting ride. Heather? Yeah, we, we've not really been able to earn anything. I mean, even, even the virtual productions, which I know we'll talk about in a little bit, have only managed to really make us more donations. It's really more donations. It's not the same as selling a ticket to a, an in-person production. Right, so. right. Whew. Wow. Jeez. I'm so sorry, guys. I, <laughs> I, I miss the Playhouse so much and I, I love it so much. And I've always wanted to come back and just hearing this. Oh, it breaks my heart. I'm really glad that we're doing this now because now it's a year plus and we're still here. Whereas if we were doing these interviews even six months ago or even, gosh, maybe even a little bit less than six months ago, it would be a lot more tense and a lot more unknown. And we would be in a place of we don't know if we're ever going to reopen and we don't know if we're going to eventually run out of resources and have to close. But we're able to kind of like James just said, we're able to look back at it a little bit and laugh. Right. Has Lakewood Playhouse done any production since the pandemic has started, either in person or virtual? Yes. We actually started, we, when we closed our first production, we were continuing to do virtual rehearsals for the shows that were supposed to follow it because no one knew exactly how long we were going to be closed. And then as we started to go into summer, it became very apparent that there was just no way we were going to finish that season. So we canceled or completely moved a show to a different season and then began to look at our normal summer, which is generally the Lakewood Institute of Theater's summer camp season. They were amazing. They shifted everything entirely online and they were our first online productions. They were our first online classes and just showed us that we could do it. We could bring people together that way. Uh, There were some things that didn't translate well. Musicals, for instance, with the time delay and the difference in internet quality that people have did not translate very well. So we kind of turned any musicals into just a straight play or a production. But they were really a great inspiration and kind of our, they workshopped that for us and came up with that so that when we got to end of summer and we start looking at September going, well, we can't open a show. What are we going to do? we immediately started looking at, well, first thing we're going to do is a radio show because that translates very well to being online. (laughs) So we did a radio show. And then after that, we did our normal one-man show of an evening with Edgar Allan Poe. Mm -hmm. And that's something that we've done probably for the last at least three years in a row, James. 
Yep, at Halloween or roughly. Yeah, around yeah around Halloween. We actually did it on Halloween for the for the first time in a while, I guess, and it was a lot of fun. <laughs> uh, but that went very well because we did a, a three camera setup so that we could have different camera angles. And he, it, the whole purpose of it is that it's Edgar Allan Poe presenting his literary magazine in like a, a speaking engagement. Ooh. So it worked very well with the format. Yeah, that's cool. And it was quite delightful and it translated very well. And then oh. at Christmas, we decided to try something a little bit different where we invited one actor to be in the space and everyone else was via Zoom. And we sent out costume packages so that we weren't just doing a reading or a radio show version. We actually tried to sort of do a production of A Christmas Carol. Oh. So we had our Scrooge in the space and all of our ghosts and all of our other Bob Cratchit and the Cratchit family were all via Zoom. And oh, we cool. sort of, um, we did a green screen background so that we could have a background up. It was a lot of fun. That's good. Um, okay. So last question for the podcast is, do you think that the world of theater will change after this pandemic and how? I think it remains to be seen. It will change theater in the short term. You know, we still don't know. I mean, we're planning a full uh, in-person quarter. We don't yet know what the parameters of that are. Will the audience need to be masked? Will the, you know, will they be comfortable coming into the space? Right. Um, certainly all of our staff and crew and cast will be vaccinated and they'll be working on stage unmasked, we hope. We don't know what the regulations might be at that point as to how, what our capacity might be. Right. Um, or physical distancing requirements. We do have a small backstage area and small dressing rooms, and that has to be addressed. So I think certainly in the short term, uh, we have some challenges to deal with and to overcome. Long term, I'm not so sure. I think if people have the desire to come back and see theater and sit uh, with other people, you know, sit with strangers mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> in an enclosed environment and, and watch something to entertain them um, in person. Uh, I don't think theater will change too much, but if that part of the equation changes, then um, yeah, we might see something a little different in the future. Okay. And we might, uh, I think the online aspect has taught us that um, we can reach uh, people outside of our geographic sphere right? Um, with theater. Yes. That part might be something that changes. That part might be something that remains or is used more often in the future. Yeah. Okay. That That is something that I was thinking about where, I mean, the rights, the rights to do digital shows are not necessarily in any way easier than doing an in-person show. And I do know that audiences seem to enjoy seeing live theater as opposed to um, virtually on a screen mm-hmm. is a preference. I mean, it's, it's theater, it's not a movie. Right. Um, and also the fact that actors really enjoy having an audience because that's the feedback, that's the energy that you need for your performance to be done a certain way. However, with things like our education classes, there's two things. One, we've had students from long ago who were in the education program who moved away, joining back in with their their friends and their teachers in a program that they grew up with. Uh, a couple of them were even international. I was like, ooh, I don't want to know what time it is when they're doing the class there, but wow. they, they wanted to join. Yeah. And also the fact that when we sell 
when we sell or when we when we promote a show and we have people reserving tickets for it, the virtual tickets, I'm seeing different locations all over the country so that people who are acting here who never have family members able to see them perform and do their craft or a writer who never has anyone see any of their shows being performed because who knows where those are going to be done. They're able to reserve tickets to actually see, oh, I know the writer of this. I know that actor. I'm related to that actor. And they can see them even though they're across the country. Right. And grandparents watching their grandkids on Zoom performing in a lit production is just incredible. And I think that's something that we should definitely try to continue, even if it's not all of the classes, but if there's at least one virtual production per quarter or in the summer doing a virtual summer camp, right. it's something where people can connect and not have to be in the immediate area. Another thing that I've been thinking about in terms of changes to theater are not necessarily on stage changes, but things like digital program where it's a, less of a paper waste and it's less of something that's being handed from one person to another. It's, mm -hmm. And it's something where people will keep it and look at it and maybe even remember it or keep it longer than they would a paper copy as well as, oh gosh, production meetings and things. You know, it's, it's kind of difficult to get a production team all together, 10 people all doing their individual pieces of a show. Plus they all have their own lives and their own schedules. Right. If we're able to do virtual meetings, which we've proven we can all do in the right. last year, yeah. right? then that way we were able to get a production team together easier than trying to actually arrange it around everyone's schedule and have people drive all the way out from wherever they are, they can right. actually just log in on their phone, have a meeting, and then go back to the rehearsal at the other theater they're working at right now, you know, the, right. the sort of things that will help. I yeah. think with uh, the digital programming too, um, now I don't, I don't know of any specific instance with us um, or anyone else particularly, but I do think it opens up a form of theater to the differently abled or the or people that cannot, you know, for whatever reason, physically come into the space. Um, yeah. And so that's certainly a, a positive aspect that could be explored. Right. Thank you so much, Heather and James, for your time. Music was by Mixkit.co. This is Sierra Hutton. Have a wonderful day.